Liberty is the most expensive commodity in the world today. The Outline World Dispatch. It's Tuesday, October 10th, 2017. I'm Aaron Edwards. Today on The Dispatch. William Turton on why Facebook can't talk about Russian influence ads on its own platform. Facebook is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here. Here's The Dispatch. The future. So last month it was revealed that fake Russian Facebook accounts had purchased a lot of Facebook ads, political ads basically, that could potentially point to interference or a more clear picture of how Russia and their connected agents interfered with the 2016 presidential election. And now we're at the point where people are asking a lot of questions. So William, you've been reporting on this story and you found some interesting things. Yeah, so it's super interesting. Uh, One of the first things we learned when Facebook disclosed that Russians placed ads on Facebook was that, you know, they spent about $100,000. Recently, we've learned that these ads were targeted to these vulnerable swing states in Michigan and Wisconsin. And the ads weren't explicitly political. You know, they weren't pro-Donald Trump or anti-Hillary Clinton ads. The ads were more kind of aimed to stoke racial tensions in America or over hot-button issues like gun control. Obviously, kind of uh, pointed to the right on these issues. Um, But it it kind of becomes interesting because when you do political advertising specifically for a candidate, you have to make more disclosures. But if you're, you know, making an ad about how Muslims are a threat to the sovereignty of America, it's a little bit different. So we know that Facebook has turned over the content of these ads to an investigation in Congress and also the independent investigation led by former FBI director Robert Mueller. But we haven't seen the ads ourselves. Facebook hasn't come out and shown us what they are. You know, some people have reported on what the ads may be, but we can't really know for sure unless Facebook shows us. And we can't really know the extent of all of them unless Facebook shows us. And so I was curious as to why, you know, if Facebook's trying to be really forthcoming here, wouldn't they just come out and show us all the ads? But it turns out, you know, these ads are protected in the same way everything else we post on Facebook is. So did you see any of the ads or see anything that you think might be one of the ads? So we've seen what are believed to be some of the ads that were uh, created and pushed by these Russians uh, reported by the Daily Beast and they're not ads that are explicitly political they're not pro-Donald Trump or anti-Hillary Clinton they're ads about kind of conspiracies about John McCain supporting ISIS or other ads of kind of creating this hysteria about Muslims threatening to sovereignty of America or you know ads on hot button issues like gun control Why hasn't Facebook just come forward and said what these ads are, the content of the ads, and, you know, the process of how they accepted them or approved them or anything like that? So Facebook is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here. I spoke to Albert Ghadari. Uh, He's the director of privacy at the Stanford Center for Internet and Society. You know, I've worked with this statute for 20 years, and uh, I learn something new about it every time I look at it. He's done litigation on behalf of big tech companies before. He's basically the go-to expert on this issue. And so the law that kind of regulates all this is called the Electronic Communications Privacy Act. 
It was written in 1986, often referred to as ECBA. And so these companies kind of have to abide by this law when it comes to disclosing the information that's stored on their servers. The statute is aimed at protecting user communications and information about your use of electronic communication systems. He says that Facebook is most likely prevented by ECBA in disclosing these ads basically because the the law was intended to protect users' privacy. Um, and, and advertising is considered under the law, or at least by Facebook, uh, to be the same as any type of communications you might have on the platform. It's not a settled answer. I mean, we don't know for sure what a court would say about that. Uh, or not. But I think the better argument is and has been that advertisements on platforms are are user communications and subject to ECFA. And that means you get a warrant if you want them. So in theory, Facebook could disclose these ads and they probably wouldn't face any lawsuit from these Russian agents that created them and placed them. But there's similar cases going on right now where the Department of Justice is asking Facebook to disclose everyone who liked a page that was intended to organize people to disrupt the inauguration. You might know them as the J-20 protesters. And, And they're saying they kind of want all this data, and Facebook is, you know, saying that, listen, we can't disclose this stuff because of ECBA, this law, this, you know, 1986 law that regulates all communications on the internet. So if they were to kind of make an exception for these Russian ads to disclose them, well, that would weaken their stance in other cases. What is Albert's take on whether this will actually be an exception that's made? It seems like this is pretty unprecedented that, you know, a foreign entity is able to potentially influence an election through advertisements of this nature. So is it actually going to happen? Do we think it's going to change? Oh, well, you know, there doesn't seem to be any good reason for Facebook to actually disclose the content of these ads other than, uh, you know, PR looking open and transparent, but it would hurt their legal footing in a lot of other important cases. So DOJ is very good at shaming people who've done something before and changed their policy because they now decided the law says something different. So, yeah, I think that that they should worry about that kind of an argument. Presumably, the Mueller investigation had a judge sign a warrant um, and and turn them over that way, which is totally within the law. It's within lawful process. And there's an interesting question in the congressional investigation where, you know, congressional investigations, in theory, don't have any jurisdiction to kind of... uh, uh, receive communications from Facebook under this law, but there's also this idea that Congress has this constitutionally vested power to conduct investigations and thus supersedes any statute that's on the books. Um, And and presumably that's how uh, Facebook was compelled or at least agreed to turn over the content of these ads to congressional investigators. I think they would have to reply to and comply with a search warrant issue for those ads. Now, Congress doesn't have 
the ability to issue a search warrant. Mueller does, and my understanding is providers have responded to search warrants issued by uh, the, uh, the special investigator, special counsel, so um, uh, independent counsel. So, so I think that that the committee itself. Um, the issue becomes a lot more muddled in terms of how or what rationale did they use to make that disclosure. It seems like Facebook is in you know this identity crisis mode right now, where people are asking a lot of questions about what their role is in culture and politics and how people perceive things. And uh, I'm curious what you think about what that actually should be or where this is headed. Like a lot of these things are piecemeal conversations about a very large company but right and it's undoubtable that facebook is in the middle of an identity crisis its ceo mark zuckerberg is definitely in the middle of a personal identity crisis uh trying to figure out the kind of impact that the platform is having on the world at large um and discourse generally so it's i think it's difficult to say that these these ads on facebook which had a, a you know what is really a limited amount of spending a hundred thousand dollars behind them did a lot to change the outcome of the election, right? I think it's more interesting kind of the the methods and operations that Russia took to attempt to influence the election. You know, one of the many things that they did were buying ads on Facebook. Um, and so I think this is going to be a precursor to regulation for tech companies. You know, when you talk to people in the tech industry, and you're talking off the record or something, they'll tell you one of the biggest things that tech companies are scared of is regulation. Um, it's kind of a u- universally held opinion. A lot of the tech industry isn't really heavily regulated. Um, but I think after this, and, and lawmakers are now kind of seeing the potential power of these platforms to kind of influence and shape the world uh, uh, by potentially nefarious actors, we're going to see uh, an attempt at regulation of these tech companies. As someone who has been following the sort of Russia 2016 story probably as closely as most people um, with a a little bit of extra-ness because I work in journalism, uh, I feel like some of these things get blown out of proportion, like these uh, small but sort of test the waters things that Russia has seemingly been trying to do to, to impact or see how much sway they can have in in election or in America. And to me, like when I look at $100,000 bought on Facebook ads, it seems kind of hacky and like not sophisticated at all. Is this like actually something that is cause for concern or is it just like this small sect of people trying to do something like, you know, weird on the platform? Well, I think hacky is like a great way to characterize a lot of the attempts to influence the election. You know, like the emails that were leaked from John Podesta were kind of fed to WikiLeaks and released online here and there. And, uh, you know, a lot of different influence operations on the Internet have been very kind of hacky and scrappy, uh, run by things like the Russian Internet Research Agency, which is kind of this, you know, rooms full of people trying to astroturf on the Internet. Um, um Who's to say, like, how big of an impact it actually had? I I think we're going to end up finding out that a lot of this Russian attempt to do whatever um, extended beyond just trying to influence the election and really wanted to kind of 
inflame a lot of the tensions that exist in America anyways. Um, and these ads are certainly doing a good job of, of that at the very least. William Turton is a staff writer at The Outline. Thanks, William. Thanks, Aaron. That's it for The Dispatch. Thanks for listening. I'm Aaron Edwards. More stories tomorrow.